والسلام على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل آمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أعطيت خواتيم سورة البقرة من كنز تحت العرش ولم يعطهن نبي قبلي أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم 
جز اللہ نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا اہل سورت البقرا از دا سیکنڈ سورا آف دا قرآن مجید اینڈ از آلسو دا لانگسٹ سورا آف دا قرآن دا سورا کنٹینز مینی امپورٹنٹ انجنکشنز آف دین لاز آف شریعہ فار ایگزامپل دا لا پٹیننگ ٹو فاسٹنگ دا ڈیٹیل لاز آف حج طلاق various details of talaq and divorce then the laws relating to penalties when a crime is committed if someone is killed then the punishment that will be meted out to the killer then laws relating to buying and selling especially on credit detail laws in fact the longest ayat of the quran majid relating to uh, relating to taking a loan and the procedure with regards to that then the prohibition of interest the famous ayat where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala announces we announces war against that person who involves himself in interest bearing transactions so various laws of islam have been mentioned in this surah so this surah is a very important surah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concludes this surah with two very special verses two very special ayat and certain aspects of these two ayat have a direct link to the rest of the surah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepares our mind allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains to us how we should be responding to these commands of his that allah has given us these commands what should our response be to these commands rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says u'titu khawatima suratil baqarati min kanzin tahta al'arsh wa lam yu'tahunna nabiyyun qabli kada concluding verses of surah al-baqarah have been given to me from a treasure beneath the arsh of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so these ayat have come from a very special place and then rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says walam yu'tahunna nabiyyun qabli no nabi before me received such ayat ayat that contain such verses or that contain such meaning such a message No nabi was ever given these kind of ayat. In one hadith Rasulullah it is mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was with Jibril alayhi salatu wasallam and Jibril alayhi salatu wasallam looked towards the sky. There was a creaking noise in the sky. So he looked up and then he says to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that such a door has been opened now. Such a door of the sky has been opened that was never opened before and then an angel descended an angel came down jibril alayhi salatu wasalam says to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that this angel has never come to earth before so this door was never opened before it was the first time that this door opened and it's the first time that this angel came down then he makes salam to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he says to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam abshir binurain that take the glad tidings of two nur two radiances that have been given to you what are these two radiances he goes on to say that no nabi before you was given these kind of things and then he says the first surah of the quran surah al-fatiha and the concluding verses of surah al-baqarah so these so these ayat are very very special and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concluded the special surah This important surah with these ayat Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has encouraged us to recite these ayat before going to sleep in hadith of Sahih Bukhari Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that that person who recites the last two ayat of surah al-Baqarah before going to sleep kafatahu these ayat will suffice him what is meant by these ayat sufficing him the muhaddithin have given different explanations 
One explanation is that it will be sufficient for him as a protection from all types of evil. Whether that evil is from the side of humankind, from insan, or whether that evil is from the side of jinnat. Another explanation is, if this person does not end up doing any other nafil ibadat for the night, if he for example doesn't wake up for tahajjud, he doesn't recite any other Quran Sharif for that night, then these ayat are so powerful that these ayat will be sufficient as a wazifa and as an ibadat for the night. And another explanation, which is a very apt explanation, is that this these ayat suffice him in terms of in terms of tajdeedul iman, in terms of him renewing his iman. So before going to sleep, a person is renewing his iman every night. What a great way to go to sleep, Re- renewing our iman and going to sleep. If a person has to pass away that night, inshallah he will pass away with complete iman. So when these ayat are so special, then the meaning and message of these ayat will also be very profound. If the ayat is so special, then the meaning will have to be very profound as well. Obviously we don't have the time to go into the detailed explanation of these ayat, but just a gist of the message of these ayat. So that we, when we recite these ayat, then we are conscious of the meaning and message of these ayat. And inshallah, we can make an effort to imbibe within ourselves the message of these ayat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِرَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ The Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has brought iman in that which has been revealed to him from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the believers have also brought iman. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is, is testifying to the iman of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the iman of the believers in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who are none other than the sahaba radiallahu anhum. So Allah testifies to the iman of sahaba radiallahu anhum as well. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the Rasul has brought iman and the believers have brought iman. Allah did not say that the Rasul and the believers have brought Iman. He mentioned the Iman of the two separately. Mufti Shafi Sabrahmatullahi explains, because there is obviously no comparison between the Iman of the believers and the Iman of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Iman of Rasulullah sallallahu is at another, another level altogether. Therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions both Iman separately. So, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ All of them, all the believers bring Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the, mess, in the, in the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in the books of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ we do not make a difference between any of the anbiya, any of the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning we bring iman in all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The very important tenets of our deen are being explained here. Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Iman in the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Iman in all the books of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the divine books. Iman in all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the important tenets of our faith which we are renewing before going to sleep. Therefore Rasulullah Sallallahu has encouraged us to recite this ayat before going to sleep. So the basics of our iman, especially in the times that we are living in, the challenging times that we are living in, when there is a constant threat and attack against our iman, 
against the basic tenets of our faith. In different ways it is being attacked. Our iman, the iman of our children, the iman of our families are being attacked. Therefore these ayat become even more relevant for us. And even more important for us to recite these ayat, understand the message of these ayat, and remind ourselves and remind our families about the basic tenets of our iman. So, la nufarriqu bayna ahadim min rusuli. We do not make a difference between any of the anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. This is a speciality of this ummah, that we believe in all the anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. We respect all the anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. However, we follow only one Nabi, and that is the final Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So belief in all, respect for all, but when it comes to ittiba and following, then we will only follow one, and that is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Again, there is an agenda, and a very very strong push in the world, internationally, to water down and tone down the aspect of iman. So as long as you are believing in a God, whether you are Jew, whether you are Christian, whatever it may be, as long as you are bringing, believing in a God, then it's fine. No, no, it's not fine. Rasulullah sallallahu has very, very clearly explained in a hadith of Sahih Muslim, لَا يَسْمَعُ بِي أَحَدٌ مِنْ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ First Rasulullah sallallahu takes a qasam. He takes an oath on that being in whose control, control is his life. That is, he takes an oath on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that no person of this ummah who is aware of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and obviously the message of Rasulullah sallam has reached far and wide. It has reached the entire globe. Yahudiyun o Nasraniyun. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, whether he be a Jew or whether he be a Christian, thumma mata wa lam yu'min bi illa kana min ashabin nar. If this person has to die, if this Jew has to die, or this Christian has to die, without bringing, without bringing iman in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then his abode will be Jahannam. So we need to be very clear when it comes to this aspect of our deen, and this very important aspect of our iman, that we will believe in all the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, we will respect all the anbiya, but salvation in the akhirat, lies only and only in following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But because he has come as the final messenger and his shariat has abrogated and cancelled all other shariats. It's like a person who goes to a country with an expired passport or with an expired visa. Obviously it's not going to be accepted. So in the time of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, his shariat was the true shariat. That shariat was haq at that time. In the time of Isa wasalam, his shariat was the correct shariat at that time. But now those shariats have been expired. Like that expired passport or that expired visa, now it will not hold weight. Now the only valid passport and the only valid visa is the passport and the visa of the shariat of Rasulullah wasallam. So, لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِ and then perhaps the highlight of these verses, وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains what was the response of Sahaba radiallahu anhum to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we explained in the beginning, that this surah contains many, many ahkam, many laws of shariat. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us what our response should be to His laws. Early on in the surah, Allah explained the response of the Jews. The response of the Jews was, وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَصَيْنَا 
They said, we have heard and we have disobeyed. That was the response of the Jews. We have heard and we have disobeyed. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us, what is the response of the believers of this ummah? What was the response of Sahaba radiallahu anhum? And what should our response be to his commands? وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا That we have listened and we have obeyed. This is the, this is the response of a believer. This has been very very clearly explained through an example or through an incident that had transpired before the battle of Badr. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was consulting with the sahaba radiallahu anhum. They had initially left Medina Munawwara with the intention of intercepting the caravan of the Quraysh. There was no intention of war. And then there was now news that, that came that the Quraysh are marching from Makkah Mukarramah with a very strong army of a thousand men and they are armed to their teeth and they are very well prepared and well equipped for the for war. Rasulullah sallallahu consults with Sahaba radiallahu anhum to see their readiness and to see how, how eager they were or how ready they were to fight against this army. It obviously wasn't something easy and it was not something that they had prepared for. But Rasulullah sallallahu wanted to see the response of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So he consulted with Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Various responses came from Sahaba. It's a lengthy incident. But just this one response. The response of Sayyiduna Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu an. He very clearly explained the difference between the response of the Jews and the response of the believers of this ummah. He says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَا نَقُولُ لَكَ كَمَا قَالَ قَوْمُ مُوسَى لِمُوسَى اِذْهَبْ أَنْتَ وَرَبُّكَ فَقَاتِلَا إِنَّهَا هُنَا قَاعِدُونَ Our response and our answer to you will not be the response of the Jews to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. What was their response when they were commanded to fight against the Amalika? Their response was, اِذْهَبْ أَنْتَ وَرَبُّكَ فَقَاتِلَا إِنَّهَا هُنَا قَاعِدُونَ you and your Rabb can go and fight. We are sitting right here. We're not moving from here. We're not going to fight. So that was the response of the Jews. Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu anh says, O Nabi of Allah, our response will not be the response of the Jews. They are those who said, Sami'na wa We have heard and we are disobeyed. And we have disobeyed. We are those who say, Sami'na wa We have heard and we obey your commands, O Allah. So our response will be, وَلَكِنَّا نُقَاتِلُ عَنْ يَمِينِكَ وَعَنْ شِمَالِكَ وَمِنْ بَيْنِ يَدَيْكَ وَخَلْفَكَ O Nabi of Allah, we will fight on your right, we will fight on your left, we will fight in front of you and we will fight behind you. إِذْهَبْ We will not say, we, we will not say how the Jews said, rather we will say, إِنَّا مَعَكُمَا مُقَاتِلُونَ We are going to fight with you. Not that we are going to sit here, we are going to fight with you. So this is the response of the believers of this ummah. And respected friends, we are the spiritual children of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Our response to the commands of Allah has to be the response of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. How they responded, that's how we should be responding. Whatever the nature of the situation may be, whatever the law may be, whatever the command of Allah be, at whichever juncture it may be in our life, when we are aware of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then our response has to be sami'na wa ta'na. At the time of fajr when we hear the mu'addin, then our response has to be sami'na wa ta'na. 
that we are listening and we are obeying, we are responding to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we are in a business and there is a haram transaction, then at that time we have to say, Sami'na wa ta'na. It's the command of my Allah that I can't get involved in this transaction. I will pull out of this transaction, no matter how profitable it may be for me. But this is something that my Allah has made haram. I can't get involved in this. And this was how Sahaba radiallahu conducted themselves. Rafi ibn Khadir radiallahu says, it's a lengthy discussion but just the gist of it, that the Ansar of Medina Munawwara were involved in a certain type of transaction. And they were making a lot of profit from this transaction. It was a very profitable deal for them. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam stopped them and prohibited them from it because it involved interest. So he says, that my uncle came and my uncle said to us, Nahana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an amrin kana lana nafi'a. The uncle is bringing the message. The message of what? That the transaction that you are involved in, which is making a lot of money for you. But this transaction, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has stopped us from this transaction. So when he came to them, to them, he says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has stopped us from something that was very profitable for us. But in the same breath, in the same breath, he says, Allah bless us with this kind of eagerness to follow, follow, to, to follow his shariat and follow his deen. He says, That obedience to Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's much more profitable for us, much more beneficial for us. This transaction may give us profit in this dunya. This transaction may give us profit and benefit in this dunya. Obedience to Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will give us benefit and profit in this dunya and akhirat also. So it's much more profit in this. This was the response of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is explaining in these ayat that our response to His commands should be Sami'na wa ta'na. Yes, we have our mistakes. We have our shortcomings. Although we will accept the shariat of Allah, sometimes because of our weakness, sometimes because of our, our shortcomings, we may not be able to fully comply with the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we should never point a finger on the laws of Allah. We should never say, na'udhu billah, that it's too difficult to follow. We should take the blame to ourselves. And we should say, غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا Oh Allah, forgive us for our mistakes. The shortcoming, the weakness is on my side. There is no weakness in the shariat of Allah. The weakness is on my side. غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا Oh Allah, forgive me for my weakness. وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ And oh Allah, we will be returned back to you. We will go back to you. Oh Allah, one day we have to stand before you. This is such a reminder, such a reality that we need to be constantly reminding ourselves about that one day we have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we have that before us, then it will become very easy for us to fulfill every command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To stay away from every prohibition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will become very manageable and in fact enjoyable for us. Because we know one day we are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next verse is also a very lengthy verse. We will just go through the translation of the verse because time has run out. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. Allah says that Allah only burdens a person how much he can manage. So the laws of sharia are all manageable. Therefore Allah has made it incumbent upon us. If it was not manageable then Allah would have not obligated us. 
The fact that Allah has obligated us, Allah has made it incumbent upon us, it means that everything is manageable. A person will enjoy the benefits of the good that he does. And similarly, he will face the consequences of the bad that he does. رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَاخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا وَاخْتَعْنَا His ayat conclude with very very important du'as. رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَاخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا وَاخْتَعْنَا Oh Allah, do not take us to task if we have to forget, if we have to make a mistake. رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِنَا Oh Allah, do not impose upon us such difficult commands that you impose upon the people of the past. So for example, if najasat, if impurity fell on their clothing, then they could not wash it off. They had to cut that piece of cloth off. That was how they would purify it. So we make dua to Allah in this ayat, that Allah do not impose upon us such difficult commands. And definitely Allah has not imposed such difficult commands upon us. The shariat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is absolutely manageable and easy. رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ Oh Allah, do not bring such conditions upon us that we cannot manage. We are all concerned about the future, what the future holds for us. So we make dua in this ayat that, Oh Allah, do not bring such conditions upon us that we cannot manage. وَعْفُ عَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرْحَمْنَا Oh Allah, pardon us, forgive us, have mercy upon us. أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا Oh Allah, you are our helper. فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ Assist us against the disbelievers. So this is the gist of this ayat and the profound message of this ayat. As we explained in the beginning, very special ayat. The last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. So we should try to recite these ayat. Every night we should try and recite it. Rasulullah sallallahu has mentioned great virtue for reciting these ayat before going to sleep. And Rasulullah sallallahu also mentioned, تَعَلَّمُوهُنَّ وَعَلِّمُوهُنَّ نِسَاءَكُمْ وَأَبْنَاءَكُمْ You yourself should learn these ayat and teach it to your wives and teach it to your children. Teach it to your women and children. So let us take this message home as well. Teach it to our household members and make a point of reciting this ayat before going to sleep. One of the benefits as we explained in the beginning that this is sufficient in terms of renewal of our iman. So if we renew our iman every night, then inshallah, if we have to pass away that night, we will pass away with complete iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with this kind of a jazbah, this kind of zeal, that every command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our response will be the response of sahaba radiallahu anhum, not the response of the Jews. The response of the Jews was that we have heard and we have disobeyed. Our response will be the response of sahaba radiallahu anhum, that we have heard the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we obey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana muhammadi wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Allah akbar Allah akbar شهر ولا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله
الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله واكمل لنا ديننا وتم علينا نعمته ورضي لنا الاسلام دينا فلا نعبد ولا نستعين الا اياه ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد امن الرسول بما انزل اليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل امن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله وقالوا سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اعطيت خواتيم سوره البقره من كنز تحت العرش ولم يعطهن نبي قبلي او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران المجيد ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات والذكر الحكيم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى واشدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى واصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى واقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون. Listen for the substance shape on the gaps are filling. 
شروع نه دادن الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بأصحاب الفيل ألم يجعل كيدهم في تضليل وأرسل عليهم طيرا أبابيل ترميهم بحجارة من سجيل فجعلهم كعصف مأكول الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم أنت السلام وك السلام اللهم نماني المعطيك ورحمتي المعنات ورحمتي المعطيك ولا ينفوض الجد من فجد اللهم اكفنا بحلالك الحرامي أغلنا بفضلك من سوى ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته عن الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقتنا به واعف عنا واخفر لنا وحمنا أنت مولانا فنصرنا على القوم الكافرين جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله وصلى الله على سيدنا مولانا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين آمين برحمتك يا رب